Racing Nation Melbourne Cup special joined now by Blair Gibson, Shane Cherlio. G'day guys, how are you? Good, how are we? Yeah, fantastic. Yes, uh, g'day everybody, going well here, excited for tomorrow and the big uh, big race day. Yeah, fantastic, it's all upon us. Now, the Cup, everyone's got an opinion whether you follow the races day in, day out or once a year, whatever it may be, I think that's why this is the great game. Everyone becomes an expert on this day, and rightfully so. Pick their horse for whatever reason they may come up with. Now, you guys, as I said, do it professionally, do it on a day-to-day basis. So what's your opinion when it comes to the Melbourne Cup this year, Gibbo? What what do you like? I don't think it's a, a good cup, but I'm, I was never a massive Melbourne Cup fan growing up. Everyone loved it, I guess, in Australia, but I wasn't really exactly the be-all, end-all of, of everything, but I really enjoy it now. I, just, I was sort of against the internationals when they first started coming years ago, but I, I love it now. It adds interest, and um, I think it's been a really good build-up to it. We'll get a good track, quality horses. Um, I think it's pretty good. You could probably put a line through um, seven or eight of them, but other than that, not many would surprise if they fell into the money somewhere. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't think that's reflected by... Look, everyone you talk to, they've strongly like this or strongly like that and this is the, while there's a couple there that have continuously brought up but I tell you what it's, it's pretty open and you'll find many a good judge tipping a different horse so I think that shows you how open it is so Shane your thoughts the Melbourne Cup you're from down that way yes I had a love-hate relationship with the Melbourne Cup um, James I, I wasn't always into the gallopers when I was a young fella um, or when I was younger growing up my old man was into the gallopers but then in my sort of teenage years and early 20s, I was into the trots uh, mainly, but I had a nice win on a horse called Faintly, which used to go okay. Um, <laughs> I was at the Sonata Trots and I got $7.50 uh, with the bookies that day. and It was a big collect for me, so I was, um, I was hooked ever since. And then I worked, I worked for a company called Goldacres uh, that is owned by a fella named John Richards. You might remember him owning the winner, Prince of Penzance, that's won a couple of years ago. So I worked for John for seven years. Uh, all my former colleagues backed that horse. I think I was the only one that's ever worked at that company that didn't back it, so I hated the Melbourne Cup from that moment on. <laughs> I was absolutely sick on the race. Um, but and then I went down to the Cup last year and rekindled my love affair with it. It's such a great race, and it captures the imagination of non-racing people. And as a racing person, that's you know what I want to see. I'd love to see more people involved in racing on a regular basis and this race goes a long way into getting people hooked on the game so mm. agree agree 100 percent, and that's what i love about it and the, the most the common thing i say to people the you as i say when i say to people many people that aren't necessarily what you'd call regular race goers or race people and they'll ask me because they know i'm obviously i like racing involved and how i want to win the cup and i always give them the same answer i say look Pick your own horse, whether it's by a colour, by a name, by a jockey, by whatever it may be, because that's, to me, and have your dollar each way, your two each way, your ten dollars, whatever it is, and up to me, that's the that's the beauty of the Melbourne Cup. As I said, I think everyone deserves to become an expert on that day, and for whatever reason, they may back whichever horse they want, for whatever reason they may come up with. So, you know, that's what I reckon. So I agree with you. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a great race, but anyway, look... Seriously, let's see if we can try and find the winner. What can you help us out with here? So, Gibbo, what's your selections? What do you like? What's your analysis for the Melbourne Cup for 2017? Yeah, look, I well, I think it'll be a, a pretty decent run race. I don't think they'll go silly, but whenever you've got a Waterhouse 
a runner that scraped into the field with 50. Uh, it is a front runner anyway, but you can bet your sweet little pippy from 17. They'll be pushing forward. Uh, Galante and a couple of the Lloyd Williams chances that probably don't give much of a chance to, actually. The only concern with those sort of horses is what happens at the 600 when they when they knock up? You might not want to be on the fence behind and you might want to be getting off at the 800 and, and just sort of coming late at them. I just think if Marmelo gets a bit of luck and our man, and I think they're clearly the two for me, and the main the main danger of them, I think, is Red Card. I think people have put a line through him off his last run and gate 24, but the last run, he had, he had an allergy and... He's a grand final trainer, uh, Andreas Follow. Everything you hear, he's, he's as good as there is around. And he pretty much came out and said they, it was a prep run uh, for this. He, he took him to Belmont to see how we'd travel, and he, he blew him away over there in America. And just forgive that last run. I, I'm hearing he's going very well down there. And from 24, he just needs to find the back of, of these other ones. And, you know, like at the 600, they all truck up, and there's about five lengths between half the field anyway. So... Look, I think he's clearly now the best ruffie in the race red card. He's going to, he might start $21, which seems crazy to me. But as I said, the two I, I think can find out are our man and a Marmelo. Marmelo's just one that I think is going to be like a Dune, and I think he's got here at the right time. He might be sort of weighted to his best, I guess, at the moment, but I think he'll go on and win a lot more races in the next 12 months. He's just a genuinely good, tough stayer. And the harder they go and the bigger test it is, I think the better it will be for him. Uh, he's a bit of a beast. And our man, and again, very similar to Red Cardinal. I think the last run was just a... They would have eased up on him after they seen how, how well he'd come back um, and blew him away second start. All he sat up and he's about six in front. Um, I just put that down to big weight and, and then gone soft on him. They would have taken him home and screwed him right down. So two and five to fight it out. I'll have Marmelo just on top from Al Mandan. Red Cardinal, clearly the best roughy now. He's getting out to those odds. And I think Wall of Fire is the one sort of down on the way to comes out of the uh, Herbert Power, which looks a, a pretty good form race this year and, and drops about seven kilos off that run or five kilos, I think. So, so they're my four. Uh, five, two, six and 20 in the cup. Shane, your thoughts? Um, well, from a racing purist position that I take here, I suppose, or someone that follows the races... Um, every day of the week and lament no racing on Christmas Day and Easter. Uh, <laughs> they run on uh, Easter. Good Friday they don't run. Okay, well, they, they need to. Because <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself on Good Friday. Yeah, uh, anyway, keep going. Yeah. Uh, look, this will be, uh, this will be the right, this running of the Melbourne Cup will be the one that changes this race forever. Um, the team riding here from the Williams camp, the Williams Aid runners will be uh, very much likened to how they race in the UK. Um, they've got a couple of pacemakers in the race. It'll be a brutal run affair. It'll be survival of the fittest. And um, I think the race is going to be set up for one of the six Williams runners to win. The two that can't win are the two that'll be setting the pace. Um, and Gibbo, just chime in here, I think it's been already announced, basically, that Galante and US Army Ranger will be... Oh, I'm pretty sure, mate. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to go forward and... And they have also said that Galante's pretty much no hope on a hard track, so yeah. So why so, would, <laughs> that's exactly what they're going to do. I'm sort of anticipating Galante sets a, a pretty uh, fast first thousand. Um, U.S. Army Ranger takes over for a minute at the, at the mile, and then you know in, uh, maintains that tempo. Pretty much looking for horses like Johan Vermeer and Almanzan to be the ones. Um, 
there's a number of them, obviously, with rekindling as well, which is not without a chance. So this is going to be, you know, this will be, the race will be run exactly like the Williams team have planned it to be run. Um, they almost got it right, uh, bar a bad steer in the Caulfield Cup with Johan Zemir, who would have won the race um, with clear galloping room. I thought he was, um, you know, as good to the line as any of them. Marmello, obviously, I, I like that it's drawn wide. Marmello, I think um, Huey Bowman's smart enough. Um, some interesting comments that he made today saying that he was riding cautiously during the Caulfield Cup Carnival, knowing he had to ride Winks in the Cox Plate. Um, Hugh Bowman's still, you know, the best jockey in Australia, I believe, and he'll be smart enough to track either of those... Um, He'll be tracking either of those Williams runners into the race off a brutal tempo, and I think he's probably on the horse that can survive that tempo and still be there at the finish. So I'm sort of expecting Johan Vermeer, Elmanden, and Marmelo to be the three. I'll be having like win bets on those three horses. There's, I think the shortest price out of them right now is about eight dollars fifty. Marmelo, I think Marmelo um, will probably start favourite just on the strength of his Caulfield Cup run and. Um, I think, but I do think the, the Williams runners will be supported late, particularly Elmanda. I'm leaning towards Elmanda as a leading hope from the Williams camp, but um, I'm happy to be on Marmello and Elmanda and something on your hands from here as well. Okay, now, and guys, any anything in there that, that you see that perhaps represents really good value? So, you know, maybe a roughie or a blowout chance if there's, if there's to be a blowout of of one at the big odds. You know, you always see one of these, normally anyway, something at massive odds run the hole. So, uh, you know, if, if there's a super-duper roughy in it or something that you think might be over the odds or one that can run a cheeky race, what yeah, would you I suggest? Yeah, I think there's probably two for me at the moment. I think Tiberium was $34 yesterday. It's um, it's form sort of ties in around similar horses as Marmello, so... It'll be three and a bit times the price is a bit crazy. He can sort of go forward from 23, and uh, if that pace does clap on, he can probably get a spot fifth or sixth and end up getting a, a really nice run in the race. So at $34, I think, him, and around $41. Oh, I don't like him coming off an ordinary run, but all reports were as an injury, but I thought the Melbourne Cup was going to be a really good race for Ventura Storm. Um, he gets gate six. He's another one that can sit top six or seven in the run, and, Boss gets the steer, so look at a big price. If you can forgive the last run, it's far from ideal, but if you're, if you're just looking for those ones that around the $40 mark that throw into a, a wide exotic, I'd, I'd be looking at Tiberian and Ventura Storm for me. Shane? Yeah, I agree for all the same reasons with Tiberian. Um, yeah, I, think it's, I think it can run a good race uh, off a good tempo. I think the true stayers will, will come to the fore here, so Horses like um, Tiberian, definitely uh, one to include in the exotic. He's probably the best of them for me, the big prices. Um, yeah, remembering that you know the Melbourne Cup last year was pretty was a pretty strong tempo as well. Um, yeah, even a horse like Hartnell raced well, you know. So it's um, it's a wide open it's wide open out, you know for for those horses that can fill a place. Like you said, there's. Always a year, always, you know, one at, big, one at a big price and can fill a hole. Um, it's hard to sort of, to, to knock any back, I suppose. It can't run well, but um, I'm sort of leading to top here and it's the best long shot for sure. Okay. Now, do you like anything else on the card? Give I know you've got a few up there on busyraces.com.au. Is there anything else on the card that you'd suggest for the uh, for the punters to follow in the, in the earlier or the lead up from the after races upon the cup? Yeah, dude, it's a, it's a tough day, but it's one of them days you can find three winners 
out of the 10 in Melbourne, you're going to be well in front. Um, nearly $5 a field in most of the races. Uh, what can I give you? I'll give you a few. We'll start... Um, one I think will run well is in race three, number three, Lander Plenty. Um, taking on horses here that are going through benchmark 78s and 80s and some a little better than that. But he's, he's only won the run race, but he's, you could say he's been horribly placed, I guess. But he's, he's run well in Caulfield Guineas and group one races, group two races he's been beaten, two lengths, three lengths. This is a big drop in grade and 55 kilos. I think he gets, um, as long as the gate two's not, not bad, Early in the day, lost a cut day, they sort of start getting off the fence usually. But if, if he's fine, I think he is around the $6 mark. I think he's worth a bet. I think you can go to race six, counterplay. Her last two, she's had no luck and she was behind Invincible Star 2 back. That's great form. Uh, behind our Crown Mistress, who they've backed our Crown Mistress here, but she had every chance that day, our Crown Mistress leading on the bias track and counterplay mud up the ground. So Marrera might get his winner in race six. So I think he can back it. Might even get out to $7 if the money keeps coming for our Crown Mistress. So probably those two. Another one I'm, I'm interested in is in race nine. I'm not really making the best, but Kalanda was a really good winner of the Ramoni uh, last year, and he looks like one that can go on to bigger and better things. His sectionals were the best in the race last start uh, when he was fresh at Caulfield. Uh, again, McAvoy, just barrier three, so you just need to wait for that time of the day and make sure that's not a disadvantage, which it can be. But um, they're probably the other ones I'll be looking at. Okay. Shane, do you like anything in Melbourne or anywhere else? Mark? Oh, I haven't done a lot um, in Melbourne, to be fair, outside of the Cup, um, just because it's such big pools and that gets a little mad not to have a bet into, into a race like this. Um, probably Doombin is where I'll focus a little bit of my attention on. Um, Victory Thoroughbreds do have a runner first starter for the stable. Uh, comes up in race three. I'm just trying to refresh while I'm talking here. Okay. Comes up in race three, yeah. number three, eight over. Uh, it's a Lonro gelding that uh, was owned by Debbie Capetus, I think you pronounce her name. She owns Winks. Um, brought it off her in Ingham's. Um, this wasn't quite up to winning in uh, at races like Kembla Grange and those sort of places on a Saturday. Placed at a mile a couple of times there. Only lightly raced. We give him a really good chance here. His work's been excellent since he's arrived at Curry's. Um, brings a lot of fitness with him from um, from Sydney. Not, not that long between runs, so um, comes off a little fresh and work's been really good. And, and it's going to kick off for us over the 13.50. Sort of expecting to push forward and. Sit sort of first three, and you know, I think he'll be hard to beat because he's going really well. So he's uh, currently around five dollars, so he might be worth a couple of dollars each way. Okay, so that's busy race three, number three, ace over at uh, at Doombin. Okay, so anything else you gentlemen wish to pass on, or are we done? No, I think that's about it. Actually, I think there's one I'm not seeing, but I'm really interested to see what price it starts tomorrow. I reckon there'll be a big ground, so it might have even already started in the last race at Melbourne for uh, White Moss. Seems yeah. to be uh, the street corner tip at the moment, and does look like a horse on the way up. But she looks a nice, a nice type, and she'll lead. And if that, if you can do that there late in the day, and the track dries out, she might be very hard to catch. So that's a good race, though. Another nice one in it for Drina and Fury going well. So if the money comes, it, it shouldn't be that easy to move that market with so many good horses in it. But I just reckon there'll be a real groundswell um, in the get-out stakes. Mm. Well, the alley, the alley. five to four sixty. Five to four yeah. sixty now, just yeah. On, just, uh, just, just on opening fluctuations, yeah. Sitting at four sixty yeah. at the moment with yeah. no, that's just Ladbroke's been on you bet four forty. 
So, yeah, be interesting to see what, what price she starts at. I, I think they will come for her. Mm. The only horse I had that pop up in my black book, Gibbos, of the, since you've started to get me to look at Melbourne because of your, the amount of winners you've been tipping down there, I've sort of had to follow you down there. Um, <laughs> cash for comments. That was... Um, <laughs> that, <laughs> um, race 8... Race 8, number 12, Pure Pride, was one that I noted uh, that I had to put in the black book off the Seymour Cup. It was uh, Stevie Baster had to play statues on it late. Never, ever, ever got a crack at them. Come off a good win over 1,400 um, in a listed race at Flemington 2 back and then went to the Seymour Cup and, and got back, which is his normal racing pattern. Never saw them quite a day at all in the Seymour Cup. and It was just, it was a moral beat, I thought. Um, and it, it, did uh, pop up in my blast book to back to be backing it today, uh, to be backing it Saturday. So that could be one to have a look at it. At good uh, each way odds around ten dollars. Okay, so pure price. So there's a few others from the boys now. GiveAbrizzyRaces.com.au. All the information's up there at the moment. But if people want to jump on and have a look, that'll be any updates to come if, if anything changes. Yeah, mate. Yeah, so all up. Big, uh, we're going runner by runner in the cart, plus all the other races, which I said if we can get a couple there, be winning and. Uh, yeah, definitely should be updated in the morning, uh, and then it's off to enjoy the day. Okay, and, and Shane, Victory Thoroughbreds, you said you got a runner there tomorrow. Any other news with Victory for people wanting to jump on board or get involved? I've uh, started um, looking at a few yearlings in preparation for the upcoming January start this week. We've started sort of going out to a couple of places and having a look. Um, I'll be sending out some information in the next week or two just about where we sort of want to be what we're looking at, a number of horses that have come across our desk. Um, we had some success. We brought a horse off on track thoroughbreds called Grassy Bell, who won on Sunday. And um, sort of since, we, since we've had a win, we've got a little bit of publicity on social media and stuff because we brought that through Gavel House, who's New Zealand bloodstock auction site. So um, we have had a few inquiries, but victorythoroughbreds.com.au uh, and sign up to the free newsletter there so you can keep abreast of everything that's happening. Uh, if Good luck with the horse tomorrow, guys. Good luck Thanks, with the horse tomorrow. Thank you. Well, yeah. Yeah, he'll, he'll race well. They're striking at about 75% the last three months, so you have more chance than not, aren't you? <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't know whether it's that good, but we're at near when now are equal to uh, compliments. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, as always, it's a pleasure to talk. I think mean, some good insight there, and um, hopefully help steer the punters towards a winner or two somewhere, anywhere, but look, I think the underlying message is Melbourne Cup Day, enjoy it wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, whatever you like have your dollar each way on it and enjoy the great race and you two I'm sure you'll do all of the above and I'll uh, look forward to catching up and we'll have a chat on Saturday about, uh, about Lizzie again. Have a, water between every, have a water between every 12 subbies. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> That's the best advice you'll hear on this podcast. Right, okay. Good luck. Thanks. Look, see you. Good luck, everyone.